match. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We're back. Another episode of The Sportsman. We missed last week. Our apologies. We had some travel and some Wi-Fi issues. You know, you can never expect an Airbnb, you know, to have ideal Wi-Fi. You know, at the bottom line, we deal with bad Wi-Fi on a regular basis on our other. (laughs) (laughs) So that's neither here nor there. Now, today we are missing um, one of our sportsmen, um, the ticket. So we're going to do things a little differently today. It's going to be myself and our dear friend, Mikey V. Welcome on. Um, And you know what? I want to get right into it. There's a lot of things to discuss, a lot of things that have happened since our last episode. Um, First and foremost, let's quickly go over Aaron Rodgers moving to the New York Jets. Um, A lot of buzz about it. I mean, Mikey V, you you called this early and often. Um, It's gone down. I want to know what your thoughts are. Do you think he is going to be successful there? Do you think he's set up to be successful obviously they brought in some pieces for him uh, bringing Lazard bringing Cobb and and whatnot and they have Garrett Wilson there Um, what are your thoughts on just the overall dynamics of the team now that he's there I think they're like minus 150 to make the playoffs as Vegas live odds Mm -hmm. Um, thoughts on Aaron Rodgers being a New York Jet yeah so I'm just trying to pull up their Super Bowl odds right now forget the uh Forget their um, their playoff odds. The playoff odds, they're they're in my eyes, they're unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, that's the only way this team doesn't make the playoffs, in my opinion. Right now, they're the sixth favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're plus fourteen hundred to win the Super Bowl. I think there's a lot of value in that play. I really do. That's how good I think it's going to work out with Aaron Rodgers. I think the team is built uh, for success immediately. I mean, you look at a team last year. Um, that was a very good football team, albeit the quarterback position. That was their weakness. Zach Wilson uh, looking like a mega bust so far. Mike White, the Cinderella story that was Mike White oh. kind of came to an end. Uh, although I like his I like his grittiness, his toughness, but he got beat up pretty badly and he just couldn't hang around. But you look at what they did in the draft. They got a center in Joe Tittman from Wisconsin, who I think was – if not for John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, I think Tittman's probably the top center uh, out of the draft, which I love. They took an O tackle out of Pittsburgh in the next round, um, which I think today explains why they did not pick up the fifth year option for Makai Becton. So that pick makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, and then you just take a look at what's already present and in place. This team, right? You got to look at it. They had arguably, if Brees Hall doesn't get hurt, they had probably the number one and two vote getters for offensive rookie of the years, one yeah. of which won in Garrett Wilson, the receiver out of Ohio State. And then Brees Hall, the running back from Iowa State, who got hurt but was looking like a tremendous weapon yeah. before he got injured. He was awesome. Then you go to the other side of the ball. The defense, we know the defense is a very good unit. They got the top corner in the Sauce draft. Gardner. Sauce Gardner. And he wins defensive rookie of the year. The offensive line, they patched the holes in the draft. They still have Makai Becton for another year at least. Yeah. So this team is ready to win now. They bring over Alan Lazard. So now they're going to have Lazard. Don't forget about who they brought over from Kansas City. They bring a speedster over from Kansas City and McCall Hardman. They'll have McCall Hardman. They got Lazard. They got Garrett Wilson. They got Brees Hall. I mean, this team is built to win. This is the best overall team. 
team that Aaron Rodgers has played on in a long time, in my opinion. But but it's going to all come down division. now. Tough division, but you know what? Like the Bills, to me, Josh Allen, our guy, obviously, I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen has to stay healthy. He's been banged up now a couple years. Last year, it was really unfortunate to see him go down. He needs to stay healthy in Buffalo. Uh, Miami, I don't know what you're going to get out of Tua Tungavailoa. I think Tua Tungavailoa, the Dolphins look like on paper a Super Bowl contending team, right? They Their they went all in. Defense is going to be good again this year. Defense is going to be very good. Up. It's kind of funny because I think out of all these teams, though, the most now Josh Allen has proven himself. Yes, he has. He's a tremendous player. But I think if you look at injury history and performance yeah. history. And you combine it, the Jets may have the most reliable quarterback of the entire division, which when it boils down to it, when you got to win games in the playoffs, win games on the road, you need the most reliable, consistent quarterback. And if Josh is healthy, I think he could play on par with Aaron Rodgers. But if he gets think... dinged up again, Rodgers is the best. Rodgers is the best yeah. quarterback in the division. You think the Bills bringing that Kincaid kid in with Dawson Knox, with Stephon Diggs, with um, uh, Gabe Davis and that offensive front, do you think that they have like just a firepower that they can, to me, I mean, I, I feel like they could run the two tight end sets now with, with this, obviously he's a rookie, but I think arguably the best tight end in the draft. And, and, and I think like with, well, you got a guy like Stefan Diggs, who's bringing in double coverage already early on. It just opens up so much. I, I think the Bills are the best team in this division. I agree with you. Rodgers is the best quarterback in terms of just veteran leadership and in terms of knowing how to read and how to how to how to how to adjust and adapt in game to defensive schemes and whatnot. But listen, I, I th this division a few years ago was a wreck. I mean, aside from the Patriots, all these teams were nowhere to be seen. And now you can make the argument this is the best division. Yeah, and the aside from and the, the AFC North, yeah, yeah, and the it's done a one eighty completely. The Patriots are in the basement now; they're the basement dweller, um, and they will continue to be so. I don't know how much longer Belichick's got over there. Not that they're going to ever fire him, but I don't know how much longer he's going to continue down this path if they keep losing football games and they're not going to win the division and they're not going to contend for the division or make the playoffs. Um, but that being said, bro, I really think so. This is how I think. I think the Bills, if Allen stays healthy, are the most proven team. I think the Jets have the highest ceiling of any team. And I think the Dolphins on paper, if they get the quarterback play and he stays healthy, may be the best team on paper. So the way it's going to shake out is going to be extremely interesting because Miami's loaded on defense. They solidified the back end even further. Uh, they're going to be very, very good. And obviously we know about the weapons they have on offense. They're just a track team. This team yeah. is a track team, extremely difficult to cover them. Uh, but I, I really believe that if, if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy and there's no major, major injuries to multiple players on the offensive line, the Jets are going to be so tough to beat. Now, so Robert Salas really got to prove this year that he could coach them through some of the closer games and tougher games. But you know, Aaron Rodgers has seen everything. He's done everything. He's won Super Bowl. He's won MVPs. He's been yeah. to the playoffs. He's won his division. Um, and, you know, this is this is a major opportunity for Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be so fascinating. It's going to be so fascinating. Head, I'm excited you, to watch it. Gun to your head, who are you picking to win that division? I'm picking the Jets. I'm going to pick the Jets. Really? Yeah, I'm going to wow, pick the Jets because – 
Yeah, I've been wow. saying I've been saying if they landed Aaron, that would be the difference for them to to really take it to the next level. Um, I think that he's good. number one. I think he's coming into New York pissed off. I think yeah. he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's already at off-season workouts throwing the ball to Garrett Wilson. He's doing things that he wasn't doing in Green Bay, and I think he's going to do it with a chip on his shoulder and a, and a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers, and nobody knows it better than me. Nobody knows it better than me. A pissed-off Aaron Rodgers is not yeah. an Aaron Rodgers and that I you know want to you. run into. I know yeah, you, know, you know from the positive end. I'm saying from the other end, from playing my team playing against him two times a year, when he's like he always came into bear games and it pissed me off. It always felt like whenever they played the Bears, he had an extra pep in his step and he admitted it. He always said that that rivalry meant so much to him. And that's one thing about Aaron Rodgers that I respect. All the bullshit comments we own the I own the Bears. That's all well and good because he backed it up with his play. His play always backed it up. But he if he's got a if his nuts are twisted a little bit which they are right now, he's going to be an even more dangerous person to play yeah. week in and week out because I think he's going to look to stick it to, to Gutenkunst and, and Green Bay a little bit. I really think he's going to. Uh, but again, I think that's going to be one of the most fascinating storylines in the NFL. Maybe the most fascinating storyline this season is what do the New York Jets do? Those fans have been starving for any kind of a, a playoff run to the Super Bowl since the Sanchez days with Rex Ryan. It's going to be oh. a lot of fun. Going to be I think fun. it's going to be good. I will say that sports in general are more exciting and better when New York teams are good. Yeah, so yeah. When the Rangers are playing well and the Yankees are good or the Mets are good or you know the the Giants or the it's it's just it's a city that's built to be successful. And I think like in terms of the media coverage and like just in terms of like how many people are rooting for those teams, I think generally sports are better when New York teams are better. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bills to win the division, but I do believe the Jets get a high, maybe the number one wild card. If not this, I, I think I think they're going to be a playoff team, and I think they can make some noise in the playoffs. This is a, a wild division. You could have three out of four teams, yeah, make the playoffs. It's pretty. If, if all those, if those three quarterbacks all stay healthy, Rogers, Allen, Tua, that division is going to be a bloodbath. Like it's, it's going to be, crazy. it's going to be what we thought the AFC West was going to be. Last year, when Russell Wilson went to Denver, remember everybody thought, "Oh, oh my God, Russell Wilson's in Denver with all those weapons. It's going to be Russell Wilson against Patrick." And how Holmes many prime against, time against games Justin have. Herbert? Right. It's going to be very similar to that. I think you'll see a lot more success from Aaron Rodgers in the Jets than you saw from Denver with Russell uh, last season. But it is going to be a bloodbath, an yeah. absolute bloodbath, if they all stay healthy. Next thing I wanted to talk about moving moving topics. Obviously, NFL draft. This is a, a very passionate topic for you. You you love to cover the the draft. Um, give me give me an idea of like the winners, losers, overall notable picks. Obviously, there was a lot of buzz about you know this Will Levis kid going in the first round. He drops to the second round. Uh, I thought the Eagles did very well with picking up Jalen Carter. Um, how did first of all? How do you think your Bears did? And then secondly, if you had to give a, a winner of the draft, who would it be? Uh, and, and who do you think maybe could have done better? I think the Bears were one of the winners of the draft. I'm not going to say they were the winner, but the Bears addressed, number one, they got their day one plug and play offensive tackle, who many had graded as the number one offensive tackle on the board in Darnell Wright. And not only did they get him, but they got him in a slot past where they were supposed to pick. A lot of people want to talk about how they passed on Jalen Carter. 
Listen, if if the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions, both of whom love picking guys like that, especially Pete Carroll, and both had a positional need there at D-tackle, and they passed on Jalen Carter, there's a reason teams passed on Jalen Carter. A team like the Philadelphia Eagles is a perfect team to draft Jalen Carter because they can afford to miss on Jalen Carter because their team is already built so well. They already won the NFC last year. They were in the Super Bowl. They could take a gamble. The Bears couldn't. I like the move moving back. I love the two D tackles that they got. They may be high, more high upside athletic guys, but then they got a, a, a day one starter, a corner out of Miami. They got this receiver from Cincinnati who's an absolute burner. A lot of guys had a uh, round two grade on him. Uh, they got him in the fourth round, I believe, Tyler Scott. Uh, I love him. And then other teams that did well. Listen, the Arizona Cardinals did very well. Yeah, the Arizona they Cardinals, they, they got – they moved down three spots in the first round, so they got a 2024 first-round pick, and still they got um, they got Paris Johnson Jr., who's going to be a, a, a stalwart at left tackle for them, holding up the line for uh, for Kyler Murray. Um, B.J. Ojolari out of LSU is a good pick. They the, the Cardinals set themselves up very well. They're going to have a ton of picks next year in the draft. Again, with the Cardinals, the only thing is, is Kyler the guy. I mean, they paid him like he is, so – there's some um, question gonna, marks there. That's going to be the depending. Two, what yeah. do they do with DeAndre Hopkins this year? I, I, I see. I like. Looks I like got, now he's going to play. I guess. Well, it looked like they were going to maybe trade him during the draft. Nothing happened. So I mean, I guess to keep an eye on that. But what I think, uh, going back to your Bears, I think the most notable thing to me is you got a, a an elite wide receiver in trading the number one all overall. Oh pick. yeah, the, that, DJ that trade Moore, aside. it's yeah. going to give so much of of a, of a of a security blanket option now to to your guy, to your quarterback who's going to now be able to like look for him early and often. It's just going to open up a lot. Whenever you can bring in a guy like that, I mean, look at last year. DJ Moore was still putting up numbers and he didn't even have a number one guy throwing the yeah. ball to him. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, I I always look to this situation for these quarterbacks in their third year when they get uh when they get a legitimate wide receiver. One Buffalo did it with Josh Allen; they gave him Steph Diggs. Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles did it with Jalen Hurts; they gave him AJ Brown. Miami Dolphins did it with Tua; they gave him Tyreek Hill. The Hurts. It's 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 what you have to do, uh, in order for your quarterback to be successful. You need a number one stud wide receiver. Um, but yeah, outside of those teams, I think Philly drafted very well. They always draft very well. Uh, the giants, I thought had a really good draft. Um, I thought they, you know, they got a center that I wanted in John Michael Schmitz. They got Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver from Tennessee. That's a major upside pick. So I think the giants did very well. And then I think, uh, the quarterback situation, I talked about that the night before the draft with Adam rank, we went on Twitter spaces and we discussed at length the draft. And I said, ignore everything that you've been hearing the weeks leading up to the draft, especially the, the two weeks leading before the draft. They were trying to tell you a couple of days before the draft that Will Levis was somehow going to be the first quarterback taken off the board. That's it, outrageous. It's, uh, just look, watch the tape. If you watch the tape on all these quarterbacks throughout their careers and you didn't think that C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young were going to go 1-2 or 2-1, one of those guys first, the next guy second – you're not watching college football close enough because there was never a debate on how the first two quarterbacks were going to get picked. It was going to be Bryce and it was going to be CJ. And then I'm not surprised at all. Anthony Richardson goes above Will Levis because honestly, Levis and Richardson are both kind of guys who need to work in their systems a little bit. There's work to be done there, but Richardson's ceiling 
is much higher than Will Levis's oh, yeah. because of his athletic ability. And that's no knock on Levis. Levis was hurt for the majority of last season. The season before, he showed you how dynamic of an athlete he could be running the football too. So I'm not surprised. But Will Levis, to me, seems like one of those guys, man, who I am so glad the Bears were not in any position to draft him. There's just something about Will Levis that rubs me the wrong way. I don't know what it is, if it's a little bit of arrogance, if a little bit of cockiness, a little bit of sense of entitlement. No knock on him. Maybe he will he will blow the league up and I could be dead wrong. But I am just glad. I'm glad we're, we weren't in a position to, to make a pick like that. Well, you but he guys ends up going your, the first pick in the second round. You guys have your guy now in fields. Well, we'll see. This is going to be the year that determines yeah, well, it. This I mean, will be I the think- year that determines it. He if he doesn't, up. if he doesn't show market improvement as a passer this season and can't win more games with the help they put around him, there's going to be a big, big problem for. That's going to be a big problem for them. I They're going to have to address next year. I definitely think for the, you know, for his longevity and for him to excel long term, he's got to lower the amount of rushing yards. Absolutely, he's doing. absolutely. I mean, you look at guys like Kyler Murray. You look at guys like it takes one big hit, and you saw he got hurt. You don't want your quarterback having no. to scramble all the time. No. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson to me is like, I mean, he's he's a he's a one of one. But yeah. that being said, like most quarterbacks, you want them to be able a pass first quarterback with the option of being able, and that's why I think Jalen Hurts this year was so much more successful because you saw him throwing the the deep ball, throwing it to AJ Brown, being more successful as a passer, and then they could utilize him on short yardage when well and that's and that's why i mean you but that's why jalen hurts was able to do that you look at aj brown you look at uh you look at dallas goddard and you look at um at uh at the receiver from alabama that they have um devonta smith Smith. if you look at those three guys those three guys are better than any pass catchers the bears had on the roster last year and i'm including darnell mooney I would rather have, if if people want to sit here and tell me they'd rather have Darnell Mooney over Devonta Smith or Lyme. That's I, that's I bullshit. Think, I think Darnell Smith, Mooney's going to be a really good number two for you this year. I, he could be a great number two. That's not the point. All I'm saying is that is that there's no way anybody could look at me dead in the eye and say they'd rather have Darnell Mooney than no, Devonta no, Smith. And 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 Dallas Goddard is a top five tight end in this league as a pass catcher. So Jalen Hurts is surrounded by a bevy of 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 weapons. Now, what they did with Fields, they gave him this backup running back from Texas, who, if it wasn't for Bijan Robinson, this guy probably could start at any team in the country, this kid Johnson that they drafted. And then you got Darnell Mooney to play the second or the third. This kid Scott oh, drafted is gonna be good Claypool. Komet will be good. And then, of course, DJ Moore. So they have guys there now. And they even Tanyan is a so second tight end. Is not yeah, Tanyan is not bad for depth. He's not bad at no, all. No, not at all. I think you guys are going to have a really good team. I mean, you're going to be better than the Packers. I'm going to say that right now. The Packers are going to stink. Well, all rides on if Jordan all well, going to ride on, and hinges on Jordan Love. It hinges. It just on extended Jordan. him one more year, which I, I which honestly I think is the right play because they got to see what they have in him. And if yep. he comes out firing, I mean, you don't want to have. I mean, it's better to do it now than to wait and the guy turns out to be unbelievable and then it's going to cost you a shitload more money. I so agree. I think it's smart to do it now. Um, let's let's talk a little bit here quickly. I want to change pace. I want to talk about NHL playoffs. I don't. I know you're not a huge NHL guy. Well, I mean, Devils, Devils, Rangers. I wanted great. to talk Devils, Rangers. What a series! But not only that. I mean, some of the upsets in this first round. The Bruins statistically had the best NHL season ever. Yeah. They, I mean, they were unbelievable. They lose to the Panthers. Then you have the NHL reigning champions. 
the Colorado Avalanche get knocked out by a young, like basically brand new team in the Kraken. The, the playoffs are shaping up. And by the way, I know, I know Dickie Gas, a big Devils guy. I know that you follow them a lot. I actually have the Devils coming out of the East now after all said and done. I don't think that I, I, I just don't think that they're going to be deterred. I think they're going to get through Carolina, who I think is the next best team there. The Leafs and, and the Panthers, listen, the Leafs have their issues for a long time. What people, Some people say they're cursed or whatever, but I actually think that the Devils are going to, I think they could be poised to make a, a Stanley Cup run. Yeah, I mean this Jack Hughes kid is is incredible, and 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 they've been they're they're a young, scrappy, uh, a very uber talented team that when they score, they could score in bunches. It seems like they could just score five goals, at, you know, out of nowhere, four or five goals, and that's kind of the that was kind of their formula. It look, I mean, listen, for a team that young to be down 0-2 and lose both those games, not only down 0-2, but you lost those games on home ice. Yeah. And then you go to MSG, which is one of the craziest venues in, in all of sports. And to even the series back up, that was the turning point. I thought that demoralized the Rangers. Uh, and it was a phenomenal series. And what I could tell you about all these upsets is I've spoken to a lot of guys who follow hockey much more than me closely. And, much, and they all said the same thing. They're like, you know, the regular season is the regular season. But when playoff hockey comes, it's just a different animal. It's a different animal. And these teams that that could do so well in the regular season, all of a sudden, these other teams, they turn the juice up a little bit. Yeah. And it's a totally different animal it's in the playoffs. And I think we're seeing that. It's scrappy. It's a it's 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 a doggy dog game. Like these guys are absolutely grueling. And I know we don't really talk hockey on this show and we don't really focus on it. But to me, I mean, we talk about NFL and the playoffs. The NFL playoffs last year, aside from a couple games, oh, they stunk. Was yeah, they were terrible, especially if you compare them to the year prior. Because yeah, the year prior, I, the NFL playoffs were that was the best playoffs I've ever seen. Divisional round, wild card round, incredible. I got to tell you, the NHL playoffs very rarely fail to disappoint because it's just it's it's an absolute all out grind and these guys are given everything they have it's just every shift they're 100% going to it i i i have been loving watching and and i will i will say this year i do not watch as much hockey as i have in the past um this this nfl this nhl playoffs has been spectacular it's been really really fun to watch um we'll do one more topic quickly and then you i know too though i was just going to say the nfl it's sometimes nfl you know these the 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 basketball playoffs, NHL playoffs, MLB playoffs, you know, they get a little bit more leeway because the NFL, you know, there's one game. And if that one game was a stinker, that's it. It's over. No matter how good of a game or bad of a game, it's over. These guys could get up to seven opportunities to go out there and put on a show. So sometimes, you know, it's it's tough to compare the two. But I will agree that the intensity, the intensity of the NHL playoffs. I would say you're probably not going to find anything as intense than that other than football. You're not basketball, baseball is just not as intense. It's not. Will you continue to watch the devils and like, and yeah, we- uh, yeah, because all my friends are like, like the night everyone came over for the draft, we had the draft on the bar TV with no volume. So I was just watching that, but everyone who came over, they wanted the devils Rangers game five. I think that was, yeah, yeah it was game five last game Thursday. Five. They wanted game five on the big TV with the sound, which I had no problem doing. That's fine. And I mean, these guys were, these guys were into it. Everybody, <laughs> every, everybody, but Nikki juice is Nikki juice is a Rangers guy, but all my other friends are all devils fans, all devils oh. fans.
Juice so. probably got absolutely bodied. He did. He got. He's been getting destroyed now for forty eight <laughs> hours in the group chat. And I'm telling guys, I I almost want to say I'd be like, you guys, like he's dead already. Like leave him alone. Like yeah. the, the body's like, the body's cold now. It's got rigor mortis is set in. It's done. Was it like that Simpsons meme where they're kicking the kid? Yes. Yes. He's Sorry. already dead. Somebody stop. He's already he's already dead, dead man. <laughs> I mean, they went they went ballistic on, but. All right. Well, let's let's do one more topic, and then we'll we'll go into uh, into um into some a couple questions. Quickly, want to just ask you um your thoughts on the Lamar Jackson signing. Um, obviously, like I think for the Ravens, to me, it's it's the right move. But dude, I don't understand some of these contracts, man. And I know we've talked about it. They just continue to to raise and at what point are teams going to be like listen you know this is this is too much to put into one player with injuries and all these things at play Lamar Jackson has been hurt last year barely played it seemed for a majority of the season do you think that this that this deal is like merited do you think that it's 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 the right thing for the Ravens to do I I don't know I think it is but to me it's just Man, you're putting all your eggs in one basket and hoping that he doesn't get hurt. So about a month ago, we talked about this on on Sportsman and and we were in the thick of, is he going to come back? Is he not? That was when the news came out that he had asked to be traded and all that nonsense. And and I said, I was like, I really felt that he would end up being a Baltimore Raven. One way or another, he was going to stay with Baltimore. Um, I didn't think it would be on the tag. Obviously, that that would never have turned out pretty. I think that, listen, the league... The salary cap grows each year. These teams are able to hide money in ways in which they convert signing bonuses, extensions, and that doesn't count against the cap. And what does count against the cap? There are ways that these teams sneak around the salary cap sometimes. There's ways to do it. Now, it can catch up to you years down the road because eventually the cap hit is going to play. But with the signing bonuses and the guaranteed money, listen, they know they're in competition with the other major sports that guarantee a lot of money. They know that they every year when the salary cap raises, the expectation is if the quarterback's the hottest commodity in the league, it's the highest paid position. They're going to have to they're setting benchmark after benchmark. Mahomes's deal was it was a benchmark deal. Then Jalen Hurts's deal was a benchmark deal. Now Lamar Jackson's and Joe Burrow's sitting there in Cincinnati probably salivating, yeah, licking his chops waiting to see what his deal's going to be. Justin Herbert, another guy who to me now here's the big difference. When you're talking about paying guys astronomical money like this. The three guys that we've mentioned, Mahomes, multiple Super Bowl winners. Hertz, now an NFC champion, has been to the Super Bowl. Uh, Lamar, a league MVP and has been to the playoffs, albeit not successful in the playoffs, but has won his division, has made it to the playoffs, has been consistent. The guy to me, Joe Burrow, another guy, AFC championship games, back-to-back, went to a Super Bowl, won the AFC, right? No one could question. The guy to me that you cannot break the bank for just yet, and you know what, if he's got a problem with that, I would try, if I was the organization sitting on the other side of the negotiation table, I would say, look, you want the money of these guys. You have not done anything these guys have done yet. So I can't give you that money. You can't get that money. You haven't earned it yet. You haven't earned it yet. I'm sorry. And don't tell me that he hasn't had good fucking teams. Don't tell me that because he has Austin Eckler. He's got Clemson Mike. He's got uh, Keenan Allen. He's got a bevy of weapon defense. He had Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, and yeah, he had on the back end Derwin James. Derwin These James, teams, yeah. 
you want to blame somebody, you could blame the coach. You could blame. I, the I think the coach deserves a lot of blame. This he deserves guy, a ton of blame. But if Justin Herbert, as a quarterback who you're ready to break the bank for, has that big of a lead in Jacksonville, I understand the defense let down. But as the quarterback of that team, you got to find a way to make first downs and bleed that clock out so that, that does tough. a collapse like that does not happen. That has to be owned by the quarterback. The quarterback has to take responsibility in theory, and while it may not be his fault, he should always take the bullet for the team. And I'm not saying that Herbert doesn't do that. What I'm saying is, is I am not setting a record-breaking money precedent for a guy who hasn't even made a playoff appearance yet. I can't do that. Now, maybe at the end of this season, that narrative will be dead, and they'll make they'll make the playoffs. They'll win a playoff, not make the playoffs. I'm sorry, win a playoff game, win a playoff. Well, for a guy yeah. who hasn't won a playoff game, I, I can't do that yet. He's not a league MVP. He's not an, a, a conference champion. He hasn't been to the Super Bowl. I'm just not ready to make a financial commitment like that if I'm if I'm the Chargers. Not yet. But for the Ravens, you think that Lamar is... Lamar has proven himself more to me than Justin Herbert has. Think about what Lamar's had offensively outside of, uh, outside of our guy, Mark Andrews. What has Lamar had weaponry-wise? Well, Rashad Bateman's an up-and-coming player. Yeah, but Joe, let's compare. But but Herbert walked into Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. Like, these guys are Pro Bowl-level players. He had... he had prior to this year, he'd he had Hollywood Brown, Brown, which is whatever. I he's mean, he's a yeah, one-trick pony. He's got he's got Beckham Jr. now as a secondary. Oh no, this is it. This is a year for Lamar. Now this is it. This is a big. This is a a must a must-have year for the Ravens. Got to make a run to close. To, here's the problem: the AFC is just a fucking gauntlet, man. And now with Rodgers in New York, you got Rodgers in New York, Allen in Buffalo, Tua in Miami. The Chiefs are still excellent. The Chargers are going to be a good team. Denver now with Sean Payton, are they going to have a bounce back year? The Jaguars with fucking Trevor Lawrence look like the most up and coming team towards the end of the year last yeah. year. The AFC is a fucking gauntlet, and it's going to be. And uh, I forgot Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. The AFC is so much better than the it's NFC. It's loaded. It's the NFC, man. This could be a year where a team but that ain't that good Mike- can make a run. You know what, Mikey V, that's not been the case for a long time. The NFC was the better. Very true. So I, I it's an ebb and flow in the NFL. And Very right true. Now, I think it, the, the AFC is taking a, a rise. Listen, we'll try to get, we got, we got, we got to end this a little bit early. We got, you know, a little okay, we got episode 15, than before. 15, we got 20 minutes. But uh, I'm going to try to do, uh, let's, let's, I got a question here. Uh, we're going to talk about NBA here quickly from Sam Christensen. Who do you have coming out of the each conference to win the NBA finals? I'll start. You can, you can follow um, right now. I got to tell you, I, I know it might not be the sexy pick or the pick that everybody likes. I really like coming out of the Western conference right now. I think the Lakers are going to do it, man. I, I, I know that's a wild, wild. Listen, I know that's a wild thought process, the other team, obviously, the Nuggets look unbelievable right now. Jokic is balling. They have a two-game lead right now. But I do think the Suns are going to press back. I think that's going to be a long series. I think that goes to six games or seven games, maybe. Uh, the Suns are not going to roll over and die. I think this is going to be a really tough, hard-bought series. I think if the Lakers can beat the Warriors in this in this round, 
I really do think that the Lakers, they have Anthony Davis playing better than he's ever had. They got LeBron James, who's a seasoned vet, who knows how to win games, in the, especially in the playoffs. And they got a lot of role guys, man. Austin Reeves, Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt. They got D'Angelo Russell. They got guys who, who play their role. And I really like what I'm seeing out of them. I think... The, I, I will, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say the Lakers. I know that's not that's not like the the favorite pick in the Eastern Conference. I got to go with Boston, man. Boston. I know they lost the first game to the Sixers, but Embiid is banged up. I don't know how how healthy he's going to be. Miami right now they're they're playing good, but Butler just got hurt. The yeah. Knicks are definitely not it. So I think to me Boston is going to come out of the of the of the East. In the West, I have a bit of a wild card in in the Lakers, um, but it's been fun watching the NBA playoffs so far. Uh, to me, I've I've really enjoyed it. I know we talked about in another episode that they've been kind of lackluster the NBA season, but when the playoffs come, these big time players really start showing up, and the games show and then become much better because of it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I know we talked about Kings against uh, the Kings against the Warriors. Yeah, that was. And that was good. And I picked the Warriors and ultimately they came out. Um, I know, you know, it was very close and it looked like you were right, Joe. It looked like the Kings were going to come out of it. Um, it was and then, tight, you know, man. Curry did what Curry does. I'm going to stick with the Warriors. I'm going to just stick with the Warriors. I picked them to win against the Kings. I'm going to just continue to pick them. Uh, I think they have championship pedigree. I think Steph Curry, if he's going to play the way he's been playing I don't know, you know, this guy, he's different. He's a yeah. different alien, man. This guy is just, he's different. And then out of the East, you know, I'd love to say, I i, I think the Knicks are going to do it. And I'm uh -huh. glad that the Knicks got through the first round. That was awesome. Uh, but for them to drop that game to Miami after Butler got hurt, it's a uh -huh. must win for them tonight against Miami. And they're losing um, half. Yeah. So, you know, I think Boston is the most sensible pick, but again, Embiid not playing is very concerning for the Sixers. Uh, otherwise, I'd say, you know, I think the Sixers, it could be their time, and I hate to go chalk, but I'm going to give me Boston against the Warriors in the in the NBA Finals. That's, that's what I think. Be, I think that's what it's going to be. And I tell you what, I'm going to take the Warriors to win the whole thing. How about that? I'll do you oh, one wow. better. I think the Warriors are going to win the whole thing. I'm gonna just ride him. I'm gonna just ride him. Yeah, listen, it's not not a bad play to ride a guy like no, Steph. He's no. a seasoned vet and the Put guy. All my chips in the curry basket. I'll take Boston to win the whole thing. I think they have so much depth, so much talent. Um, we're gonna run one more question. Um, and then and then we'll we'll wrap it up here, Mikey V. Quick question coming out of Joe Bong. Goyvi. I don't know if I'm Joey Bongoivi. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I probably am not. But he probably had bon, bon, how is it spelled? B-O-N-G-I-V-G-O. Bongoivi. Yeah. Bongoy with the V-I-E at the end. So B-O-N-G-O-I-G-O-I-V-E. G-O-Y. Bongoy. Bongoy. Oh, the Y. No, if it was an I, I'd say it's Bonjove, but it's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Bongoy, bon I guess. Yes, Joe, we're sorry we butchered your name. Yeah. Bon anyways, neither here nor there. We got your question. He goes, thoughts on the start of the MLB season. Stats oh. starting to shape out, and some guys are having insane years. I know the Yankees, man. They are. God, they I, are. I, I know it's a soft spot, but we got to touch it's base. Not a, it's not a soft spot. I'll put it all out there. The New York Yankees and they Brian Cashman decided that. After watching the way this team gets through the regular season year in and year out and proceeds to go into the playoffs and get absolutely embarrassed by the Houston Astros every single 
postseason for the same fucking reasons. Not that they can't pitch because they cannot hit the baseball consistently. They cannot hit the baseball consistently. And his answer to that was, guess what, New York? We re-signed the homegrown guy for $300-plus million in Aaron Judge, and that's your gift, and that's where you're getting. They signed Carlos Rodon. I would have much rather seen them go after a couple quality hitters in the lineup to add some consistency to the lineup. They didn't do it, and now Rodon just had another setback on the mound today with his back. This guy is getting a second opinion. Who knows when the fuck Rodon's even going to pitch? The team has been horrible. I understand there's injuries, but there's injuries every year. Giancarlo Stanton, every year, every year, it's the same story. This is like Groundhog's Day every (laughs) single season. And what will happen is they'll come back, they'll win a bunch of games, Judge and Stanton, a bunch of home runs. Everyone will be excited to go. But listen, by the time, I'll tell you what, let's see where the Yankees are by the time we roll in, Audi Club rolls in against the Red Sox on June 10th at the stadium. Let's oh, see where I they hope, are I hope it's turned at around. that point. Let's hope because they're at the bottom of the division right now. And I tell you what, well, they're, they're better than the Red Sox. They're better than the Red Sox. I know, but I'm just saying record-wise, I believe they're at the bottom of the division now. And there it's is a tough no, division, by the way. Tampa Bay looks unbelievable. Tampa Bay, is, Tampa Bay is on a historic pace, right? And I don't expect – they're not going to keep up that kind of pace. But the Yankees – when it comes to the postseason, this team is going to be no. It's going to be the same unless there's some kind of crazy moves made at the at the trade deadline. This team will exit the playoffs this year the same way they've exited the playoffs every year prior to the Houston Astros. They will get embarrassed. They won't hit any. They won't knock in any runs. The pitching will be okay outside of Garrett Cole, who's been fucking magnificent. Yeah, um, he's really turned. He's been out. magnificent. He's been he's been everything that you wanted Garrett Cole to be. He's been you wanted to pair Rodon with him. You wanted to pair that with with Nestor. Nestor's struggled last couple starts, but you know again he's better once the weather gets hot. Um, but this team is off the rails right now, and there's uh-huh. no answer for it whatsoever except to look at Brian Cashman and say he was satisfied with mediocrity. He's been satisfied. Him and Hal Steinbrenner have been satisfied with mediocrity, and and they thought it, it, it's insulting what they did they yeah. re-signed judge for all that money and that was the thing that was to shut everybody up and there was nothing else done after that except rodon who doesn't look like he's gonna play well it's early on that's the that's the good news hopefully true. you know i i always say better to stink early than to stink late very true also. and i and they did this last year by the way yeah. they stunk at the beginning of last year too they let's, did. let's hope for the best mikey v that's you know, that's all we can really do at this point. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys joining us. As always, we love you. Please, if you haven't already done it, link or hit our, our link, subscribe, comment, post a question for us. We'd be happy to answer it and, you know, share with us. We want to continue to grow the sportsman. Um, this is a fun segment. Mikey V, thanks for joining us. Um, that's another episode of the Sportsman. We'll see you guys next week.